Welcome to the cocoon, where the 99% transform into 100%. I'm your host, Michael Baker, and you're listening to the Open Door Podcast Series. Please welcome my guest from Portland, Oregon, Mara Doggart. So, hi. I am in the studio with lovely Mara. Do you say Mara or Mora? I say Mara. Mara. You say Mara. Yeah. I say Mara. I say Mara. You say Mara. <laughs> Mara. And your last name, I always get that one too. It's Doggart. Doggart. Yep. Where's that? What is that? It's Lithuanian. So, Lithuanian. Yeah. So it was. Why? It was. From what I understand, it was Duff Gerdes, and then they changed it when my family came over. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's American. It's too hard. Make it simple. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually the only people with our last name in the U.S. is my family. Really? Yeah. With the last name that you have? With the last name that I have. Which yeah. is? Which is Docker. Yeah. I, I've never heard it before. Until I met you, I'm like, I've never heard of that. Except for, uh, what was that show in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, Daggett. <laughs> you know, do you ever, do, do you ever watch that? I did. Wait, who was Daggett? He was the little dog, uh, the little electronic <laughs> uh, dog. The Daggett, Galactica? yeah. It was called Daggett, yeah. Not the new one. Oh, I only saw the new one. The new, okay. Yeah, the new one was in the 70s. I don't know if you were born. I, I was I was 79, yeah, just okay. on the tail end. <laughs> <laughs> so was I. I was a kid, too. So, <laughs> Well, we have, Mara, I am so excited. We have been planning this for a long time, because this has all been in the planning. But mm-hmm. I'm glad to have you here today. Thanks, Michael. Okay, so tell everybody what you do, what you're doing. She's amazing. As I always tell about everybody, because all my friends are amazing. <laughs> so tell us about what you're doing. Um, so I am an acupuncturist and herbalist in Portland. And then I also founded and run a nonprofit called Wild Hearts Apothecary, where we fund healthcare projects in low-income communities. And the way that we do that is I wildcraft herbs and I make tinctures and topical medicinal products. And then the proceeds from the sales of that go to these organizations that are doing really awesome healthcare all over the world. That is amazing. All right. So this is also about education. Apothecary. There you go. (laughs) What, explain to people what that means. So apothecary was, apothecary is more of like a, an older term for what would be what we would consider now a pharmacy. But because back in the day there was not, you know, that reliance on more pharmaceutical drugs. People were using all sorts of things, um, all sorts of herbs. And um, so it's kind of a call back to that time because I'm using more traditional medicine to mm. in my in my healing tools. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is about herbals. Yes. Okay. And so it's, it's funny you said that about, you know, you know, before you know, pharmaceuticals. Um, explain to me, to us, what that, what that entails, you know, what that entailed, I should say, you know, um, people were using uh, plants to, to heal the body or to, let's say, nurture or restore the body. I think people, when they hear the word medicine, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. The difference between how people are talking about medicine now and what maybe it traditionally was. Can you, you know, uh, talk about that just a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because what we consider to be 
modern day medicine now really hasn't been around for that long in terms of the the history of humans and how we've been healing ourselves. Um, it's really only been the past, I would say, 100 years or so that what we consider modern medicine to be um, yeah. or what we value in our culture as modern medicine has been around. Um, and so, what was your question again? Uh, you know, just that, you know, yeah. the, the history of like, how did that uh, come about? Medicine, you know, people think of terms of medicine as I go to the doctor, I get a pill. Yeah. As medicine. Yeah. And but the way that you would determine, you know, saying medicine, it was not actually traditionally there was no such thing, first of all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just a different approach in terms of what I do and what a lot of people in the alternative health field do. And I and I would I would also say that I think there is sort of a movement in Western medicine to kind of take more of a holistic approach. So approach. So, um, so you know when in what I do and how we approach things through Wild Hearts and also through my acupuncture practices, not just looking at what's a symptom and what's the Band-Aid that we're going to put on that, but looking at what is the root of what's going on with somebody and treating from that perspective. So looking at... Um, you know, not only does someone have skin issues going on, but they may have digestive issues or, you know, may have a like a, an emotional um, aspect going on to what's going on with them. And so mm. looking at that huge picture and then treating from the treating from the root and not only are are we looking at symptoms and you know i think the western approach right now is to address just the symptom with a band-aid but we're mm -hmm. looking at um you know how can we nourish someone from the inside whether that's through diet or herbs or other practices like meditation or exercise and looking at it as a lifestyle mm -hmm. approach and um a dietary approach what are we putting into our bodies that is also you know not only substances but also emotionally spiritually that's affecting how we're experiencing the world yeah wow exactly beautifully said so let's talk about that about nourishing i love that word nourishing the body yeah. and i think that uh, not think it's it's clear that you know our, our at least our culture i'm we are americans we live in america um and we have been, you know, taught, you know, that when you go to the doctor, you get a pill and, you know, that's supposed to your medicine that that makes you, quote unquote, better. But as you just said, you know, excuse me, I don't want to put words in your mouth. A lot of this is treating the symptom. Yeah. So when you're feeling pain or whatever, actually the pain, this is my ideology. Here I go. Is the pain is actually, you know, your body telling you something, but it's also part of the healing process. I don't think people realize that you know pain is going okay we're the body is seeking to to uh, um, correct something and what I'm hearing from you with herbs or uh, other things that I want you to discuss you acupuncture massage or yoga or meditation these things are actually seeking to uh, address what is going on there to actually uh, heal when I say healing I mean to correct a a something that's out of balance uh, mm -hmm. what how would you how would you say what I just said in your terms um, you know is that you know rather than giving a pill like, you know yeah. I, I, I don't 
you know, you do, you like you said, yoga, acupuncture. What are these things addressing? What are these herbs addressing? Are they just taking away? I think people want to go, oh, oh, I feel so much pain. Oh, I got a herb. Oh, I didn't take that away immediately. Well, it's not. It doesn't work that way. It's actually healing something in you rather than just covering up. Like you have a cough and you don't yeah. want to cough. A coughing, you're, the reason why you're coughing is because your body's trying to expel something. Yeah. And we call it bad. We're like, let's stop coughing. Well, actually, that could be detrimental. Yeah. I see what you're you saying. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, or like a fever, for example, yes. would be another another example of that. Like a fever um, is an expression of releasing that your body working to fight that pathogen, I, I think is what I'm understanding yes. what you're saying. So you don't want to suppress that. I think with... <clears throat> yeah, and I think with things like, I think there are things that that make us uncomfortable in our bodies that are signals that something's going on, or like um, like pain would be an example for that. It's a communication that mm. something's not right, you know, that we're out of balance, and so we need to address that. And sometimes what I think you're saying is that pain can be part of the healing process, which I think is true. Um not and that we want pain. <laughs> right, right. And, but I think it's also, it's it's a sign that something's going on. So instead of just masking it, let's look at why you're having that pain. You know, not just, okay, you're having pain. Well, let's take a painkiller. because. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, if someone's in acute pain, sometimes yes. that's a necessary Absolutely. thing. I do think that there's, um, other practitioners may differ from me, from me, but I do think that there is, a time, I think every discipline, including Western medicine, has benefits, and we and sometimes people need that. You know, if they're at a ten out of ten pain yeah. scale, they they need to calm that pain before the healing work can be done. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that if that's the only thing that you're doing or that is being recommended, then that's a disservice to that person because. Um, because we're not getting to the bottom of why that's happening. We're just masking the, 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 the communication that's happening. It's like your body waving a flag, like, mm -hmm. help. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> help me. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So let's go back. You talk about holistic. You work at a, um, a center. Where, I do. So tell us about what you're doing there. Yeah. Because you guys all have different things, and you work as a – not – necessarily all as a team, but you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell us about that. Tell us about where yeah. you're working. So I work at Mon Mandala Medicine and Wellness, which is on 31st and Burnside in Portland on the east side. Um, and it's a clinic that has a bunch of different practitioners in it. We have three acupuncturists, uh, a couple massage therapists, um, a naturopath, a chiropractor, and a physical therapist right now. That's our team. And it's a, it's a great place to work because I think that we get to um, share patients and combine our different modalities and really highlight each other's strengths. For example, if someone comes in for acupuncture because they're having sciatic pain, I can help treat the pain um, and, and kind of restore the energetics of the body. But it's also really nice for that person to be able to see our physical therapist and um, you know, learn different techniques to strengthen areas of the body that also are, are affecting how the pain mm. itself. So it's nice to work with a, a, a variety of practitioners to get to give our patients the best care. You know, I've been saying or seeing, you know, all, for uh, quite some time, that to me, that is the now future. You know, this is this to me, integrative medicine. 
and I don't just you, you you talked about you know Western medicine or let's talk about pharmaceuticals. Everything has it does have a place. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we just tend to overdo things for different reasons, and we won't get into all those. But um, I've been at your you know, at Madonna Medicine, uh, and it's wonderful <laughs> space. And I just see that. I see practitioners working together because, you know, we live in in a society that is overrun by stress. And mm-hmm. when I say that, stress in our environment, I mean, and if you have to think about it, that's why people look, I don't want to think about it. Our, our air we're breathing, uh, yeah. the water we're drinking, even though it, it, like here we have good water, it's still, you know, you, there's chlorine, there's lead, there's all these different things. And the body can only take so much. A body is amazing. But when it has this stress, you know, environmental stress, stress because you're working at places you don't want to work and doing things and because of money you're trying to survive, then your body just starts to break down because it can't, it's warring. It's trying to quote unquote correct all these things and it's it's like wait a minute let's just focus on what's the most important and the other things go to the wayside and so um, in order to treat that I really see that the holistic or integrative aspects of 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 medicine or healing or uh, supporting or nurturing a body or a being really uh, has to got to come to the forefront. That's what people need. Yeah. And I see people coming to not hospitals, but to integrative, you know, centers, whether it's a center itself or they're connected to, um, you know, the various different pr- practitioners that are working together with a person, yeah. you know. Um, I, th- I think one of the, just to play on that a little bit, I think in the the society that we live in in the United States, there's one of the things that I am seeing, and I think a lot of people, of course, are seeing and talking about, is that, you know, it's not just, in, in the olden days, it was it was like we were, w- what sort of the main diseases were, were pathogens coming into our body, mm. like, um, like tuberculosis or something like that. And now those things are still present, but really our nervous systems are what is under attack. Mm. There's just sort of all this information all the time that we're digesting. There's just, we're on the go all the time. You know, we're just, our... Our nervous systems are, are really what I'm starting to see, not starting to see, but really are out of whack and in, in, in imbalance. And uh, eventually that does wear people down or really tense people up. And um, then we're seeing that manifest on a physical level. And that's, that's really where I see acupuncture and herbs. And I also use essential oils on acupuncture points in my practice. And that's really where I see you know, my strength as a practitioner coming in. You also do massage, okay? And I do massage, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the nervous system, that's, I, I, th- I think you just nailed it. I mean, you know, we focus on the organs, but the nervous the nervous system is what's doing, carrying all this information to yeah. your body, to the organs, yes? Yeah, and, it, and yeah, and of course, yeah, it is going to have a physical manifestation, Um and can play out in in so many different ways, you know, I mean, in a, in a whole host of different ways, whether that's on the digestive system, whether that's in a mental, emotional health picture, on in pain, whatever that may be, but just overall the system, like your whole energetic system is tensing up, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that then kind of cascades into these other areas. Okay. So you have three, di- let's, I know you do lots of things, but let's just talk about uh, the massage, acupuncture, and um, 
massage acupuncture? <laughs> what else I, do would, you do? I would say my main three. Herbs. Yeah, I would say my main three are probably acupuncture, herbs, and essential oils. Okay. Yeah. Okay, acupuncture, herbs, and essential oils. All right. So let's discuss how those uh, modalities uh, are supporting a body. Can you just touch on those and why why you use those? Yeah. Well, I would start with essential oils. I think that there's. Um, a resonance that happens with the essential oils and the acupuncture points. That's what are essential oils? Again, oh for yeah, people. no, yeah, no. Again, people just don't know. Yeah, so essential oils are basically um, what how they're made is you take a large amount of plant matter. Uh, one that's common that everybody knows is lavender. So. To, to give an idea of scale, you would take like a kitchen table of lavender to make a 10 milliliter bottle of essential oil, which would it's be tiny, tiny, yeah, like the size of your thumb. Um, and you distill those herbs through ideally steam distillation, not chemical distillation, and the, the oil that's left over is the essential oil. And that's it's very concentrated and very potent, which is why I like it. It's a very powerful herb you know, mo modality to get mm. that herb. Um, and so I use them a lot because they are so effective with acupuncture points. Hmm. Um, and then I give them to patients a lot because they're portable and they're very user friendly. So it's a nice tool and they're so effective that it's a great tool for people to be able to also use at home. And when you say use, how do you use this? How, how does this work? How does an essential oil work? Why is it so powerful? Yeah. So, well, the way that the way that I use them is on actual acupuncture points. Mm. So there's a resonance between the point, the function of the point itself and that oil. And different oils kind of, in a sense, turn on different aspects of that point. Because is that what you mean by re a resonance? Again, breaking yeah, it down. A resonance. What's a, explain what oh, resonance how is. How would I explain See? resonance? It's like a... Um, Vibration. Let's say I'm getting the picture. You know, you you ring a um, what do you call it? Uh, a, a needle. A, a needle. Or is that, is that no, what you're doing? No, it's you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm doing something with my hands. <laughs> no, not a needle. <laughs> um, a when you you ring a um, you know something. You know, you you press something and then it resonates. And then if the vibration in something else is the same. A guitar, let's just talk about guitar strings. Yeah. You know, you can do that and it, you, you bring a, a, uh, a tone and it can also resonate with another guitar string that's of the same uh, vibration. Yeah, I, I would I'm say- I saying that properly. Yeah, I would say there's like, um, there, it, is, it is like a vibration or like an imprinting almost mm. with, with that point, does mm -hmm. that make sense? It's we'll it's we'll make it make sense. Okay, <laughs> okay. But let me think if I can, if I can think of a good example. Mm -hmm. Like there's, um, we could say lavender again because I feel like that's an yes. oil that people really uh, have a lot of experience with. So lavender is a very calming and sedating oil. There's a point right right here. I'm pointing to my third eye area, which is right between your between your eyebrows. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a point called yin tang in Chinese medicine. And that's known to be a very sedating point. So if you put mm. lavender on that point, there's instead of just using a needle, which is, you know, a piece of metal, that's one way to stimulate the point. But you're using the information of the herb itself on the point itself. So it, there's sort of like a, a synchronicity or a resonance that happens with those two things. I see. It's not just you're stimulating it with a needle. There's also information that you're sort of putting on that point. I love how you just said that information. I, I, yeah. People don't realize everything is information. 
it's a chemical. I mean, we think of chemicals as, you know, put it in the laboratory. But food is chemicals. There's chemicals in the food. Yes? Yes. And, which is oils or whatever is, is carrying that information. And that's how that's carrying things in your body and exchanging and nurturing or causing destruction one yeah. or the other to your body. And so, so these, you know, some people think it's weird, you know, all these oils and this and that, but it's um, information. Yeah, it's information. And it's something that, not mm. to get too heady, but mm-hmm. I think it, um, you know, I think that it's, it's healing on on a physical level with an individual but i do uh, what we're also sort of starting to see is that it's healing sort of on a quantum level or on a collective conscious level too um the more that people i don't know if this is yeah okay the more that the more that one thing that i see is the more that i use oils on an individual patient the more quickly they respond to them but then also as I've been using oils, and, and this is true across the board with practitioners that I've been talking to using mm. oils, people in general are responding more quickly to them. So it's almost like we're tapping into something mm. on a quantum level that is that is becoming more effective. Quantum. Let's talk about. It. Yeah, we, this is this is the place to do it. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna let it all out. I honestly I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm the okay. person to. So that. when you say quantum, I, I'll say this. You're talking that the more that you do this, you're seeing other people that it's becoming, people are becoming more responsive because the hundredth yes. monkey effect. You know, somehow, somehow you have information and because you have the information, all the rest of us, even though we're not doing it, we have access to your information exactly. in this thing we call the field or, you know, whatever we want to call that. So you did it and somehow just because you did it, I go, oh. That's possible, or I don't even know that's possible, but you know, it just begins to resonate, yes, vibrate, exactly. you know, out there. You know, it's like putting, you know, a drop of something in water, and the more you stir it, you know, you have access to it or becomes a part of it. I don't know. That's many different ways to, to say that. But. I think that's a great way to say it. And that's, I think, yeah, that's definitely what we're seeing is that yeah. it's like, um, like, Yes, like there's something, I, and I can't describe yeah. what that is, Best but, way, yeah. but we're like almost, um, yeah, people are just, everyone's responding to it more quickly, and it's mm. almost like we're downloading something yes. from that Yes, downloading, yeah. yeah, like The Matrix, like the, the movie Matrix. The Matrix. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I, I, another story, another conversation. <laughs> All right, okay, so that's that's the um, uh, the. Uh, herbals or not herbals but i should say the essential oils let's go to herbs yeah so um so i use both chinese and western herbs uh in my practice and um i was trained in chinese herbs through when i went through my master's program and then i've gotten more into western herbs because i'm interested in finding herbs here where we live Mm -hmm. um because one i think it's more sustainable a more sustainable practice to use the herbs where you live and i also think not to overuse the word resonance but i think we have more of a resonance with plants that are grown in our own community versus Mm. plants that are grown somewhere that we have no connection to you mean because Uh, you live here because you were born here or because it's in our environment i see um and I have different theories on that, but that's also yeah. another show. Yeah. But Would you call this, when you get, gather these herbs, do you call that foraging or what do you call that? A wild crafting. Wild crafting, that's the word. Okay. Yeah. Wild, okay. Yeah. So, um, so, yes. So, 
what would I like to say about yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, so, the, the t- what do you do with these herbs? You, yeah. do, you wildcraft. Explain about wildcrafting and then what you do with it. Because so wi- that's wild hearts. That's how you, you know, yeah. that's part of your business. Yeah, so wildcrafting is um, harvesting herbs from the areas where they naturally grow. So I will go into the woods and harvest things like nettles. Mm. Um, and I, the herbs that I try to focus on are herbs that grow in abundance, nothing that's rare uh, just for sustainability reasons. And uh, I go in and um, harvest the herb and then process it in a way that, you know, different herbs need to be processed in different Mm. ways and then make tinctures out of it. I think tinctures are a great form of medicine because they have a long shelf life um, and they really hold that medicine of the herb. Mm. And I also just see people be more compliant with taking a tincture than taking a capsule or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's why I use them. Um, but I do find that the herbs that I use from this area, people respond hmm. better to. Really? Which is really And when you say respond, what do you mean by that? Just that they're, that they just have better results. They're more effective. They, um, they, have an affinity for them. Mm. Uh, le- lemon balm is one that I don't wildcraft, but I grow in my garden mm. and then make uh, make tinctures out of. And I've had so many patients who've had like these turnaround experiences with lemon balm and with hawthorn. That's another one yeah. um, that that I actually have uh, some patients who have trees, and so I harvest out of their trees, which is really nice. Okay, so. You told me this great story about uh, Hawthorne. <laughs> I love that story. It, it, it stuck with me. And first of all, you know, you talked about nettles, lemon balm, Hawthorne. I don't, people don't, what, are the, what do those things do? And then we'll get to the Hawthorne story. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so lemon balm is a really great herb to help with the digestive system. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good to help treat like colicky kids. Mm. It's, a, it's mild so it's good to treat kids, but it's also, you know, good for any any type of digestive issue, especially with cramping and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also what I like about it is it also has a mental emotional effect, too. So it's a really if you smell lemon balm, it has sort of that lemony kind of uplifting aspect to it. And that is true on a mental emotional level. It's really good. There's research that shows that it's really good for depression and things like that. Um and which, interestingly enough, in Western medicine, they're, they're starting, you know, there's research and coming out showing that connection between the gut and your emotional health. Oh, yeah. And so lemon balm really kind of hits that access. And there's also a lot of research with lemon balm coming out showing that it's really good to help with cognition in cases of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Mm. Um, so those are kind of the main things that I use it for. Okay. Nettles are really good. Nettles are amazing. They Nettles have been used for you know, hundreds, thousands of years. Um, and they're really good to help with so many things, building blood, um, mm. allergies, uh, joint pain, gout. Um, the list kind of goes on. Okay. Um, kidney function. Uh, and then Hawthorne is a great, great herb to help treat the systems of the lung and the heart. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really, it's it has been well known to treat the, the whole cardiac system for a long time. Oh. Um, so, you know, looking at that for things like, uh, you know, helping with blood pressure or um, strengthening the whole venous system or atherosclerosis, things like that. But also there's there's emotional aspects of the heart too that I'm seeing a lot of um, 
success with in terms of things like anxiety or mm. insomnia, um, restlessness, mm. and even that manifesting as restless leg. I'm mm. seeing a lot of... Really? Yeah. I'm seeing Hawthorne, the Hawthorne tinctures that I'm using being helpful in treating Interesting. That, which okay. is really nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So you have this story yeah. that I think encapsulate, you know, what you're just, I don't know, it's just, it's a very beautiful story about the, tell us about the Hawthorne and why and the, you know. Yeah, 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 thing. yeah. So I, so when you, uh, this is actually something that I, I just want to, um, pay a little respect and honor to a woman who was one of my teachers. Her name was Deborah Francis or Dancing Crow and she's a nat- she is a naturopath in Portland and used to teach at the college at NCNM or NCUM I guess it's now called. Mm. Um, but I took some classes with her and she's the one who kind of spurred me on to wild crafting and things like that. And uh, so one of the things that she was talking about that I experienced when harvesting hawthorn is when you go up to a hawthorn tree, um, you know, hawthorns have thorns on them, on the branches. and But they, they're just this prolific tree with the amount of berries that they grow. And so when I when I go and harvest hawthorn, I, when you go to cut the berries, I can have a giant shopping bag full of berries and look up and it's like there's nothing, like I didn't even touch the tree. Mm. But you have to approach the tree with respect and with um, yeah, I would say just with respect because if you just go in there and grab you're you're going to get cut by the thorns. So it's it's sort of an interesting story and approach to the medicine or a a message that harvesting teaches us about the medicine is that there's this overwhelming generosity but you have to approach that with respect mm, i love that yeah i love that too i do i do i just stay with me so um wonderful way to i guess it's our our first segment is it's, it's time to go but there's so many stories but, Mara is going to be, she is a part of this whole thing that we're doing here to uh, bring health and consciousness and, 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 a, and a spawn creativity in people and cities, you know, and communities. And so she is going to be with us on tour and doing many retreats. So look for that. We're going to be doing lots of retreats in different places. Um, and she does, she, she's doing these things as well. How do people get in touch with you and, and uh, find your services and support you? Yeah. So you can, if you can find me at uh, www.mandalamedicinepdx.org. Uh, you can look at wildheartsapothecary.org. So that's hearts with a, with an S in there. Um, and you can see the organizations that we're supporting there too Mm. and then if you have any questions you can find my emails on those sites and contact me through there wonderful well this is delightful it always goes by so fast i'm so happy that you we finally got you in here yeah (laughs) you and your little she's got this uh helmet i'm like what are you you riding motorcycles these days is this a scooter what is it it's a scooter it's a genuine buddy (laughs) you got your scooter I love it. Hey, thanks for taking the time to come down and share with the people this and looking forward to so many adventures and fun times, you guys. So um, come check us out. We're going to be doing lots of things in town, out of town, uh, and looking forward to talking to you again and and getting down to business. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Michael. (laughs) You're so welcome. All right. We'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Open Door podcast series. The Open Door is part of the Cocoon the creative action centers of online open source networks. Tune in weekly 
where we share ideas on consciousness, health, and creativity. Together, we are taking action where the 99% transform into 100%.